everybody. Welcome to another episode of 302 Birds, Season 4, Episode 3. Today is Wednesday, March 1st. The Phillies are peaking right now in Clearwater. We'll get to that in a little bit, but we got a lot to talk about. Um, free agency coming up, got a lot of draft talk coming up, a lot of prospects that we got to go over, a lot to talk about. Um, I know it's been a, pa- a tough past couple of three months. Uh, these 99 days of three championship losses have KJ McCoy looking all kinds of strung out over there. And, uh, I mean, we're just ready for, for more upbeat days, to be honest, and better days ahead. But at the end of the day, um, got a great show for you guys tonight. Got a ton to talk about. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, taxi. Don't become an accountant, kids. Yeah, no. Don't, Don't be, be an accountant. I'm not accounting on it. No, literally pick anything else. Oh, that was There's actually good, KJ. Oh, that's a knee slapper. <laughs> no, that was really good. I got to give KJ some props. That was... I didn't hear what he said. I lagged out there for a sec. What'd he say? Feeling himself. He said, I'm not accounting to do it. I don't know. He said, I'm not accounting on it. All right. Well, look. We got a ton for you guys to cover tonight. Um, Real quick, I do want to bring in our first call in. Interesting topic tonight. Daniel Jones, he hasn't said, well, Colin says that he hasn't said that he wants. $45 $45 million a year. But he's told everyone I, and their mother that he wants I feel $45 like million. he wants $45 million a year, in my personal opinion. He sounds, like um, he sounds like a greedy guy. Where the market's at. He hasn't at, told the media, and he hasn't said it outright. He's told the Giants. He's told, he's told his agent. He's told his mother. He's told his dog. He's told everyone else. He wants Has he told you? Because you he's told me. I heard he told the piece of shit, too. I heard he told fucking asshole, asshole Joe up the street, too, and fucking, you know, everybody. But anyway, the point is... Hey, I'm not an asshole! It's a lot of fucking money for that. I mean, when you think about it, for what he's worth, where the market's at, how much it's... You know, Patrick Mahomes got $45 million a year two years ago, and we all thought that that was crazy for 10 years. That's the wild thing, 10 years. Um, I think what Daniel Jones is hypothetically worth, where the market's at right now and everything, 38 to $40 million a year, being honest. Where the market's at, the way that he played, the way that they pay these guys, you guys know every couple of years, some other guy it doesn't have to be the best guy, ends up being the top paid. It's just the way the league works. I'm used to it. The point is, he's not worth $45 million a year. It's 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 laughable honestly but we're gonna bring in a giants expert on the show to talk about i mean yeah. Colin, hit that intro please that profile what a bomb um hit that uh, intro. so i agree i don't think he's worth 45 mil like i don't at all <clears throat> oh shit what do i want when i'm in the state of delaware of course l diablo burritos customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face asking how your day is but their food is phenomenal as well their burritos are out of this world. One of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless your birds. Sorry, Colin. Uh, El Diablo burritos appreciate that sponsorship. Go ahead, Colin, continue what you're saying. All right, sorry. Uh, I, I, I agree. I 100% don't think he's worth 45 mil. And 
what's going on right now is that that was mainly just Vuma in the first place. And that, that was his old agent just trying to stall shit and make him look bad. Which I would believe, but I would also believe that they're just saying that to, you know, stop the, like Vumos and shit. I don't know. I feel like Carson Wentz going to take over uh, Daniel Jones' job. I mean, you if saw that, that happens, released to the uh, about uh, for the commander. So if that Carson happens, Wentz that's that. That. but so okay, so you say he's not worth it. So no. if they were to choose to pay that forty-five million dollars a year. Would you think Saquon deserves it, or who? What player deserves it? Do you think Saquon should get paid? Should get paid, or do you think Daniel Jones should get paid? In your opinion, in my opinion, I think we should prioritize Saquon. I mean, he pretty much carried the team. I mean, Danny did some of it, but Saquon, for the most part, like he was there when we needed him, and you know, was able to stay healthy all year. And look what bought us. Exactly, you guys lost to us, but um. Um, you guys made a second round, which is, um, but yeah, no, I, and I agree. Like we've, we said multiple times, I mean, running backs are recyclable, right. In this league. Right. But somebody like Saquon Barkley, I feel like he's worth that money more so than Miles Sanders. He's been consistent. Yeah. He's been injured, uh, the past couple seasons. This was the first full season when he wasn't as injured. Um, so I think if anything, Saquon should get that. I mean, Miles Sanders doesn't deserve it. I think Saquon definitely for sure deserves that, 1,000%. Yeah, I I think with Saquon's situation, um, he's more than like the usual running back, which, I mean, the running backs, if you think about it, an NFL running back, um, pretty much their average is like five years. So for Saquon, obviously, he's past that. Um, He's good enough to stay more than five years, I think, in the NFL and be successful and productive. So I think, um, yeah, they need to pay Saquon out of any of the players. They can replace Daniel Jones. He's replaceable. I got to be honest. He really is. Um, you, you will be losing some – I mean, you'll be losing yeah. something, but obviously he's replaceable. So I think they could probably try and get somebody else for less money and somebody who doesn't think that they're that good, obviously, but um, somebody can still win them games. But, um, yeah, I think you've got to keep Saquon. You have to. The greatest move – the Giants can make this offseason is re-signing Saquon to a multi-year deal. And here's why I say that. The dude can't stay healthy year in, year out. He had a healthy year this year. He had a healthy year his rookie year. Every other year, he couldn't stay healthy. And that will benefit the Eagles greatly if they sign him to a multi-year deal because he won't stay healthy. Not with that offensive line. That offensive line does nothing to protect him. And the Giants have, haven't invested in an offensive line since the last time they won a Super Bowl. Oh, and they don't show any signs of wanting to invest in an offensive line. So by doing that, you know what? Saquon is a beast. He If he was on a team that had a just okay offensive line, and he would his, – his numbers – would be off the charts. Imagine if he was an eagle. That would be not an eagle to be honest. That'd be insane if he was an eagle. I mean, if he was an eagle, insane. Tom would yeah. be his biggest fan ever. I guarantee. Oh my it. god, Chick! <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah, he admits it too. At least, Saquon. I love you, Saquon. Saquon is a god. That would be the same. I've always right been now. a Penn State fan. Always. Actually, I don't know who Tom likes for college. Who do you yeah, like? I mean, college football, Tom? hey. 
I think he's a Notre Dame fan, probably. In all seriousness, I know it goes out a lot, but I feel like if they were to give Saquon this deal, I don't think he'll have a cold streak like, say, uh, Zeke Elliott has. I agree there. However, er, injuries do catch up, and they, they literally haven't given him any help whatsoever. The Giants. It's they've, they've had what four or five years now to just get <laughs> one, Collins, one, one, one yeah, uh, offensive that. lineman to help him out, and they haven't even been able to get one. We have Andrew Thomas, and we drafted one first round last year. Both of them suck. Evidenced by how many times Daniel Jones got sacked and absolutely pummeled by the Eagles this off during this season. That was not Andrew Thomas's fault, though. Andrew that Thomas, was like, your whole line sucked. Yeah, Everyone and we're working on it. In the action, our defensive tackles, our defensive ends, our edge rushers, our linebackers. Here's whether it was over the nose tackle with with Jordan Davis, where it was a defensive tackle with with uh, Fletcher Cox, whether it was off the edge with Brandon Grant and or Josh Sweat, and or and name anyone else on our defensive line. Everyone penetrated and got a sack. Hassan Reddick, too. He made an impact. Yes. He had two sacks in the game that we went to, remember? Yes. He had two sacks. Crazy. Well, Colin, if you have anything else, let us know. We appreciate you being our guy that, you know, kind of makes a show run. Um, Appreciate you coming on the show. Show face. Not really, but. We love you, Colin. Love you, buddy. But Giants suck. We do. Fuck Dallas. It's all yeah, fuck world. Dallas. That's something we can all agree with. Fuck Dallas. KJ, it says you love Cowboy Chris, though. Yeah, KJ. I do, I do like Cowboy Chris. Wait, what the heck? <laughs> I do like Cowboy Chris. Are you hallucinating, KJ? What the hell? Oh all right, Colin, God. appreciate you. Thank you, Colin. All right, um, guys, it's officially the spring, and it's officially that time of the year when it starts getting We just want us? Time for Philly's talk with Bob Why does that always fuck? Uh, do one of you guys click that? Because every episode it fucks up. Colin, no, I didn't it. click anything. Colin, Did no. you click it, Colin? Yes, no, you can come back in right now. I didn't no? click shit. All right, let me give it another rip. I'm not going to do shit because I love Time it. for Philly's talk with Bob Tommy. Stitch. It never all, gets old. It never gets old. First of all, KJ, it's not Rita's Water Race time. It's. Shamrock shake time. Um, time. time. Pitch clock, Tom. Fucking up the sport. Your old sport. Dingers, bitch. So, going into the weekend, as I said on last week's show, I was actually kind of excited for a pitch clock. uh, Because I agree. Like, if you you looked at game times, just looking at straight up game times in the 80s, it was like two and a half hours a baseball game talk. Nowadays, it was taking, as of like last season, like four hours to wrap up a whole game. And so I was kind of excited. That being said, from our just small sample size of a weekend, games are about, at about two hours and 15 minutes to two and a half hours now. Um, however, the pitch clock is bullshit. The pitch clock's bullshit. Why? Because have you seen what it's done to like the game? Do you want guys called out third strike because as they took a, a toe out of the box? 
Tom, you got to speak English right now. You Tommy need to need some to tissue. Like Tommy I'm an eight year old boy. I don't know what yeah. Toe is, what it's doing in a box. I don't fucking know. The Am I begging for change? The batter's box. The guy that steps the batter when he's in the the little square at the pl- at home plate. If he steps out, that's a strike. Oh. You really want that to be a strike? I mean. Yeah, Once we get used to it, it will make it more entertaining. I mean, it's it, no, it, it, kind of going to go through the rule. Yeah, as NFL Collins says, literally the Red Sox and Braves game ended in a tie because an umpire called strike three on a guy. Bases loaded, three two count. Now we're all ready for the biggest pitch of the game, and the game ends because the batter took one second too long to get ready. Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be very ticky-tacky, um, and it, it, it's going to get repetitive, obviously, but you're going to see a lot of people either really interested in baseball or really not. Um, I mean, it's just – it's a crazy rule. It's a game-changer. I honestly think if you're going to do it – if you're going to do a pitch clock, do it to maybe like 20 seconds, maybe 25. I think 15 is really freaking quick. And, I mean, some pitchers really just can't really um, – they don't really know how to produce like that fast. So, I mean, like there's certain pitchers that just can't like go that fast pace, but um, I mean, some can, I mean, some are actually benefiting with this, but I think honestly, they might want to change the rule in like a couple of years and they'll be like, okay, yeah, this was, this was a bad decision. We, we, we fucked up. So, so hold on KJ, just because I, I keep seeing some people say some wrong things about the rule. Let me explain the rule real quick. Go for it. Go so for, it. for, for those of you who don't know, it's not you have eight seconds to get into the box. It's you have until the eight-second mark. So you really have 22 seconds to get into the box. You have, you you have to fucking get in, idiots. So you have to get into the box, and you have, yeah, to, be yeah, a, you have to be in a ready position, um, which has to be deemed by the umpire. So if, like, you look like you're winding up, so to say, getting ready to swing – you're not ready yet, and and the umpire can call that a strike against you. So you could be in the box, almost ready to go at the eight second mark, and that's a strike. Like, Why do a- I feel like if you were playing in the MLB, you would have the worst luck with this with the umpire? Like because this is like I can actually, tell this I was is very really gray. Quick at Fuck you up! Fuck you! Wait, wait, because, hear me out. I can, yeah. I feel like this is a very gray area, though. Is what it you're is. saying, and that's the problem. That's the problem with it. So I do hear that, which yeah. it's going to be a lot of uh, opinion. It's it's a lot of gray area. Which in sports, gray area is not good. It needs yeah. to either be black or white most of the time. So I mean, in the my opinion, I mean, in, the, in the Super Bowl, the two hour and fifteen Ooh. minute thing, though, man, is a game changer. Like eventually, when yeah. you said in the seventies. Uh, games were how long did you say earlier? That was like two and a half hours. So, what do you think about this then? What about extending the pitch clock time to maybe 45 seconds or a minute? And then games are maybe what three hours then would it be? Or like, I think think it's more realistic. I feel like, yeah. And plus, like, so they're you're only allowed to call time once in at bat, like, I. I've already seen it once where it's already messed up a hole at bat because like, like they had, like there was weather going on. Like it was start raining during during a spring training game. A guy's some guys literally can't grip the bat. He's trying to adjust himself to fix the bat because he can't hold on to it. Cause it's literally raining. 
You and it's, get, slip, it makes it, it's making it slippery. Remember the last Padres game? It was raining that game, too. Yeah, like in the NFL, during a commercial timeout, when it's raining, the commercial timeouts are actually extended in the NFL. The MLB doesn't want to allow that. Hey, because yeah. they're wiping off balls. Oh, so they're drying things down. So then you can, so then you have a better product on the field. Oh, the MLB doesn't want to allow for that. They just want you to keep going. Well, Tommy, do you think that they're actually going to have, I mean, I don't think this is going to happen, but would they have tie games in the actual regular season? No, like, they would. Okay. All right. Good. They wouldn't. Okay. All right. Good. No. So in spring training, it's always capped at nine yeah. innings. Right. Right. No matter what. What would happen is they would just go to the 10th, but right, but hold on, it's like game winning shot. It of uh, <laughs> it's like, or yeah, it's like you come down, it's like in basketball, you come down, you have the game winning shot, uh, clock's winding down, one on one, ready to shoot the three to go to take the lead. What if whatever an official could just be like, uh, oh, I, I thought you dribbled the ball one second too long, I'm calling it. 10-second ten, ten runoff, the game's over. So what's going to – like, how long do you think so the games are going to – That would be so Why would you want an umpire to have that much control or a referee that much control over the game? So how long are the games going to be now then? Are they going to be shorter? They're going to be a lot shorter. You'd probably get like an hour and a half then, right? Or maybe like maybe – It'll like be two like hours. two and a half hours the game. Okay. All right. That's not bad. I mean – that's what they've been so far. Yeah. A normal, a standard like. non-ending game is probably going to be about two and a half hours. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, hey Tommy. Yes. You, got a little, you got a little shamrock shake on your lip. You might need a napkin. Oh, do I? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You're not being clear um, what a KJ. You're a little Irish there, Lati, aren't you? Here's the uh, thing. But, uh, yeah, cleaning up in uh, Clearwater. I mean, the Phillies have been uh, red hot. I mean, it is just spring training. But I know we're going to be losing a bunch of players due to the uh, – World Baseball Classic pretty soon. But uh, I even – I mean, didn't Castellanos have a home run? I'm pretty sure he seems yeah, like – Yeah, he did he, on Sunday. Yeah, a home run. So that, was, that was great to see. I know it is some minor leaguer uh, pitchers or, I mean, I guess like some backup pitchers. But, I yeah. mean, that is pretty impressive. We need him to hit this year for sure. And then we saw um, Andrew Painter pitch, pitch today. He pitched two innings, only gave up a run. He looked good against some major league hitters. Yeah. I think uh, I think Painter, man. I think he's I think he's the real deal. Might, he might hit ninety nine today. Might be the next Cole Hamels for us. RIP. I hope Maybe. he's better. Cole Hamels is still alive, Jack. You know that, right? Oh, who, who died? <laughs> Roy Halladay. Oh, oh, fuck. RIP. Oh, Tommy, what are you thinking about Trey's Trey's uh, performance? I mean, he fits pretty well in this offense. Uh, he's he's played three games, so there's another game today. He looked pretty good today, too. Um, he's smooth in the field. He comes as advertised. He's going to hit for average. I think he fits very well into this lineup. It's a bunch of power hitters in this lineup. So if you can actually get someone on base, so then we're not just sit- hitting solo home runs all the time. We're hitting two-run, three-run home runs. That's going to be nice to see with him. Let me yeah, I agree. Oh. Go ahead, say? KJ. Paint us a picture. Let me paint you a picture. I mean, a, a, a pitcher, and that's Andrew Painter. That's that's who it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's what I'm gonna paint you right now, Andrew Painter. Um, I mean, that's that guy, man. I, honestly, I didn't say. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm that sorry. was the worst transition ever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just all right. My bad. Why don't you try it again? Why don't you try it again? Deep breath, and then say it again. 
No, I'll, I'll just I'll just do it on a. Side. No, we can web redemption it for TikTok. It'll be good. Trust me. Say it again. Okay. Let me paint you a picture. Oh well, picture. Let me paint you a picture. It's Andrew Painter. That's who it is. But uh, yeah, that guy's an ace, and I cannot wait to see what he can do this season. There you go. Eight times the charm. Yeah, there we go. Eight times. Sixty-ninth. time is the charm. Yeah. yeah. There we go. What are you thinking, Jack? I mean, we're gonna go down and see these guys pretty soon. Are Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, I've never really seen um, spring training game ever in my life. Um, so I think it's going to be a cool experience to uh, to witness it, to see the team before they are full um, fully developed um, and see what, what they can work on um, in the regular season and go from there. But I'm excited. Oh, speaking about that, I have some good news. I am officially okay to go now. KJ and Clearwater, look out. Go to a road trip, boss. Road trip. Yo, we need ballpark with us. Ballpark, you better come. Come on, KJ. I can't. He's working. KJ, you better you better pack the toilet paper because I'll be shitting a lot. Oh God. God. All right. Oh God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mary and Joseph. Anyway. Um, we're moving on to our next segment now, which he, he's not here, but if he was, I knew that he would have a lot to say. He shoots, he scores! Time for Slap Shots with Zep. Flyers talk from 302 Birds. Alright, and Josh couldn't come tonight, but he did leave us a little voice message, so I will let him take it first. What's up, 302 Birds fans? Uh, Josh here, not going to be on the pod tonight, calling in from an undisclosed location. And just want to run through a few things because I know the boys are probably going to miss it tonight without my classic Zeppelin charm. Uh, Sixers, I know KJ is going to be pissed and is going to ask for Doc Rivers to be fired. Honestly, it's probably too late in the season for that. I know they hardly beat the Grizzlies. Celtics game was heartbreaking. They played like ass against the Heat. But, you know, I, I feel okay. They're definitely going to lose in the second round of the playoffs, just like every year. But, I mean, that is what it is. We just got to make peace with that fact. Um, Flyers did nothing at the trade deadline. That's a good move. We got a good um, young roster. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Who cares? They're scrappy. They did what they had to do this season. So, I don't think this season is a total loss. Um, Eagles. I don't know anything about the defensive coordinator we hired. Um, I know he came from Seattle. Pete Carroll. Knows how to coach a hell of a defense, so hopefully he learned good. Um, quarterback coach getting promoted to offense coordinator. Love it. He knows Jalen Hurts. So I think that's going to be a match made in heaven. Um, Phillies started spring training. I don't watch the Phillies till June, July, so I know nothing about that. A little March Madness for you. My Maryland Terps are ranked 21 going into the Big Ten tournament, so hopefully they keep it up. And Villanova beat ranked Xavier, ranked uh Creighton, and they beat Seton Hall last night, so Nova's back. Nova's back. I know Jack is, um, he's he's really upset about that, but it is what it is. So, screw you, Jack. Oh, and, um, I think it's an outro, not an intro, Jack, so go fuck yourself. Here's some breaking Flyers news. The Flyers are actually winning 2-1. to one. Well, what were you saying there, Jack? So you know how he, he pulled the, the Zeppelin charm. My man is pulling the Zeppelin charm tonight um, with somebody that's not male. Um, it's it's a female. Um, so he's having a nice little date. Um, but anyway, 
But anyway. Why did you need to expose him like that? Guys, fuck that oh, guy. He just, he just came he just came at me with my saying, it's an outro, not an intro, so fuck that man. You know, um, <laughs> you guys are a bunch of bickering banshees, you know that? That's why we love each other. We, yeah. we love each other, baby. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, go make out then. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't really watched the Flyers this year. Uh, I believe what Josh said. Uh, they're playing scrappy. Um, good thing they're not making the playoffs this year because that kind of fucks us with the draft. Uh, but – I mean, hey, if we get some wins under our belt, hey, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? We can't – we don't have to make the playoffs at all. Uh, but uh, it's nice to see some wins um, and uh, see what they can do for the city of Philadelphia. Sorry, I'm watching the Sixers game right now. They're winning. Yeah, they're winning. Playing with yourself yep, right now. They're winning. They're kicking ball. What are you thinking, KJ? I mean, you were saying something earlier about the Flyers. Go back to that. Yeah, so the Flyers are winning two to one. They're beating the Rangers right now. So I mean that's a good sign. I, I'm pretty sure that Matt Bear is jumping in joy right now. Uh, probably, bragging, probably bragging to his dad, like, suck it, dad, suck it, dad. So his dad's a Rangers fan. So um, but yeah, I mean, the Flyers, they've been unfortunate this year, like pretty much always, to be honest. Um, except for like 2010. I mean, they lost the Blackhawks in 2010, but I'm not gonna go back to that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Flyers, honestly, they've just been an embarrassment on the ice. They've been an embarrassment to Philadelphia sports, to be honest. Um, they care more about their freaking mascot, and it just – it sucks. It really does. I mean, they, they lost to a team – what was it, seven to freaking nothing? Lost by a freaking touchdown recently. Yeah, against the Devils, man. Lost by a freaking touchdown. Wait, they lost by a touchdown? Technically, it's seven to nothing, so they lost by a touchdown. Oh, say. shit. Now I see what you're saying. Wow. Okay, at first I was like – what is this kid on? Did like he forget what sport we're playing? You're fucking right. In hockey, that's fucking bad. I see your point. Now. That's awful. I mean, all I gotta say is fuck Jersey. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jersey. That's right. Except for the beaches, we love the beaches. We nope. do. And the people from there. Wait, the people from there. Yeah. Wait, what? Right, Dutchy. Ash, take it. Take it. Yeah, just let these before I take a hammer to my head. Winning a couple games here and there, but like, I mean, let's be real. It's it's not been great. Um, I live in Chicago, and uh, the Blackhawks yesterday um, traded one of the all-time greats, um, really, in my opinion, in all, in all of hockey, let alone um, Chicago. The Flyers drafted him too, and then <laughs> the traded him away for a bag of peanuts. Yeah, he's gone. Wait, 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 the Flyers drafted him too? Yeah, the Flyers drafted Patrick Kane and then traded him away while he was in the minor leagues for like a bag of peanuts. Freaking idiots. God Oh, my God. I never even knew that. Yeah. God. So, um, yeah, obviously, I mean, it's good to see them doing something positive um, to, you know, obviously they're not going to make the playoffs and maybe, you know, end this season on a totally not scrap note but i mean this has been a nightmare of a season so i'm just hoping that because we have such a young roster that now that they have a season or two underneath their belts um they will come out next season and ready to kick some butt <laughs> wait can you put that comment back up thank you guys can you put that comment back up i want to bring that back up jt's comment column yeah. <laughs> matt bear be honest with us man how many teams <laughs> Are you a fan of? Seriously. This is the comment of the night. JT, Jizzle, we all love you. I mean, you're one of our favorite Giants fans as is, but this comment wins. Um, yeah, JT, remember, you like you a lot better than Colin. 
when oh, when Philly Sports Guy said that, um, oh he, yeah, don't worry, Colin isn't bitch made. He doesn't care. I thought you go fuck yourself, Jack. Um, yeah. Philly Sports Guy though, when he met Matt Bear for the first time, he was like, wait. He's like, you're you're a Philly fan and you're in New York? And, like, it blew his mind. And, like, we told him, we're like, yeah, we don't know why the fuck, like, he's... But it was it was a cool interaction. So, Isles, best! Here he is. Here he is. I told my dad. I love it. I mean, hey, so it's, it's all New York except for the Sixers. We can comment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's... That's pretty much all I want to talk about, Flyers. Does anybody else have anything to say before we move no, on? No, they blow. Let's move yeah, on. They blow. They do. <laughs> Jesus. They all right. Thank you, Ash. We're back on with you. All right. Next up, um, I guess. All right. Before we get into KJ's court, why don't we just why don't we just iron this out right now? Because I can already tell that this this is one of those shows because Jack's cracking up. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Thank you, Fantasy Football Network, for that sponsor. And I apologize last week for fucking this up. I'm not gonna fuck it up tonight. The question we got tonight was uh how many NFL teams did former Eagles John Dornbos, who was on America's Got Talent, play for <laughs> in its 15 seasons? Again, how many NFL teams did Eagles or former Eagle Eagle player John Dornbos play in his career? And the answers are A two, B three, C four, D five, and extra points if you guys can figure out the three teams he played for, other than the Eagles, the other two teams. The magic man. I just gave the answer. I'm a fucking idiot. Ah! 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 He messed it up! Ah! Ah! We'll try to find another trivia, maybe, but I mean, for the 13 people in here, I mean, say the trivia at the end and maybe maybe you'll get a prize. But we're moving on to our next segment of the night. Get him the fuck out, right, KJ? Get him the fuck out. Right now, they're they're leading right now. What What do you got to say, Jack? Hold on one second. What do you got to say, Jack? (laughs) KJ, KJ, who inspired you to play basketball? Who inspired me? Allen Iverson. I saw Dude, I saw your TikTok today. I'm like, I was dying laughing. Like, I loved it. I loved it. Because he did. I know. It was just funny. It was just funny. As a player, he did, man. He totally did. I mean, just seeing a small guy like me just go out there and just kind of just, like, take what he gets. I mean, like, I just – I freaking loved watching Iverson. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get back to it, though, not go back in the past. Love Iverson. But, yeah, the Sixers are winning right now, 106 to 83. And Bede is actually not playing right now. He has a, I have a sore knee. I'm not going to play today. I thought it was so, his foot. I don't ever know what I have, but uh, yeah, he never knows. But uh, what the hell I just was work that? for the city of Philly. Because <laughs> I do well in B. You sound What's like fucking on? Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it's your well in B. It sounds like a B. You guys Are you after Sarah Connor? All right, all right. Anyway, what? go back to the that fucking freaking We don't, don't need a fucking Muppet show. show. Yeah, no, it's not a puppet show. What the? Okay, no. Um, I'm not the Muppets. Okay. Um. All right, yeah, so the Sixers, they they beat the Grizzlies. That was a great win. Um, that block that Embiid had on John Morant, oh, my God, that was nasty. And uh, But yeah, let me Bob- ask you one question about that Grizzlies win. You're right, it was a great win. But what about the whole point leading up throughout the whole game? Do you excuse that? Because I blame Doc Rivers for that. 
That's my yes. point with these yes. three wins, these two losses. Yeah. And then until that with the Grizzlies game, I mean, yeah, they're up right now. This guy's a fucking idiot, KJ. Look at the look on yeah. his face. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, he's he's a freak. He's a freaking idiot. I agree. He doesn't even know oh. where he is. No, he doesn't. It, it it it's it's so annoying. But guess what? The organization doesn't realize. They're just like, oh well, he won a championship with the Celtics, so you know what? He'll win a championship with us. <laughs> He'll freaking know he's not going to do that. He's going to freaking choke again. He's a choker, man. He is a choker, um, choke artist. But yeah, I mean, the Celtics game that was tough. Uh, if MB just shot it a second before, oh my god! But that was insane. I, I've never seen a guy just launch that. Oh my god, he launched the ball up there, and I was like, dude, the game's over. Jason Tatum with that shot, I was like, that's that's the nail in the coffin. Then MB chucks it, and in a second, oh my god! If it was just a second, it would have counted, but fortunately, it didn't. And then the Miami Heat, that was a that was a rough one too. But now we're getting payback on them, and the Heat actually got back Tyler Hero, so. Um, it seems like Hero is not the hero today. Um, he played yeah, on the other night. Yeah, he's not. So, is honestly, Buckets playing right now? Yeah, Jimmy Buckets is playing. Bam out of bios playing. And Kevin Love, the old man, the old geezer, is playing. Yeah, he's playing right now for them because he just got traded from Cleveland. So, you think yeah, the Rangers the just tied with the trying Flyers? To figure that out? The Rangers t- okay, yeah, the Rangers tied with the Flyers. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's not surprising. So, so – to your point, yeah, that Grizzly game was rough, but you can also credit that victory to Doc because they pulled it back, called, called a few good timeouts, and we won. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I agree. I was saying, so the, like, I was saying the Heat game was rough. That was Dalt who was but, saying. No, but, was but, but, so you can't really say it's Doc's fault for the Grizzly game because no, I don't think it, it is. It was a close game, Dalton. And then towards the the last six minutes of the game, they pulled back and they won. So. That's also credit to Doc. So yeah, I think Doc Rivers, he's not a good coach. He's a decent coach. He has his good games and his bad games. Uh, do I think he's going to win us a title? No. no. Oddly, it's not. Hell freaking no. So get him yeah. the fuck out then. We're wasting our time then. Dude, I mean, hey. We'll, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. that the, Not Colangelo. Um, what's his name? Harris, the freaking owner of the Sixers. He just – he doesn't realize, like, this is why he shouldn't be a freaking basketball freaking owner. He should not. It's all about freaking – exactly, money, 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 as Manziel said, the money man. Um, But, yeah, that's how it is, and he's going to keep Doc. And, honestly, once we choke again, he's going to keep his ass in the freaking coach's spot. Honestly. Are they wasting Embiid's time, Jack? Because with Doc yes. as their head coach, they are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. I you have not. a generational player. You're wasting. Joel Embiid is one of the greatest players in the greatest centers in the past ten years, and uh, he's he's the heart and soul of this team. And I think they're ex- exploiting what he can do for the team. And I feel like his talents would be worth more somewhere else. Um, and I just think it's not fair to him. But I don't want him to go at the same time. I think this guy is what we need, but we got to use him, utilize him the best we can. And uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh wasting Joe all beats time because he's played his heart out every single game and we can't seem to get that title that we need. We have a good team this year and with him, you know, at the helm of it, he needs to, we need to do something about it. It's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. I mean, to have a player that caliber, and to not be able to say, hey, we're we're taking this player to the playoffs consistently and competing consistently. Competing is the key word. You will go to the playoffs, but we lose first or second round pretty much every year. 
Um, there's only ever been one year that I can say that we quote unquote went far in the playoffs. And that was when we almost went to the finals and we lost to the Raptors, right? We were yeah, in that the was Eastern also Conference second, Finals. No, that was, the that was that only the second round. That's even more embarrassing because then they beat the, the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, they they had, that's exactly so. Yeah, they could, I they mean, the Bucks. They we have never actually gotten this guy to even the Eastern Conference Finals yet. That's embarrassing. And at this point, I mean, it's like how much time do you have left with him that until you say, okay, when do we have to trade? I mean, he's 28 years old. He's been on our team for probably coming up on his seventh year, eighth year soon. So at this point, the Philadelphia 76ers need to do something about it. And it's sad because I would say surround him with talent, but they have. They've put players around him. They just didn't do the smart things to re-sign them. They should have kept Jimmy Buckets instead of Ben Simmons. We all know that. Did we know that at the time? No. We went with the younger guy because we thought that that was, you know, what the smarter thing to do was. At least that's what the front office thought was. And, you know, it bit us in the ass because – Us, the fans, uh, know. We still thought he was the next LeBron. That's what we thought with Ben Simmons. I think some fans knew. Not a lot of fans knew, though. And and it ended up biting us in the ass. Because now at this point, and my point is, you don't really know what the future holds. Like, if he's going to want to still be here or not. Because at some point, he's going to be like, fuck this. I want to win. Just like any other player. Yeah, and I think with Embiid, he wants to stay here in Philly. Uh, it's kind of like a situation with Tim Duncan when he was with the Spurs. Um, Tim Duncan stayed with the Spurs for his whole career. I think Embiid wants to bring a championship to the city of Philly. I think Embiid also needs to be more of a guy that, you know what, he goes to the front office and says, you know what, Doc's not the guy. I, I don't want Doc to be this guy. I don't want him to be the coach. And hopefully he does that pretty soon. And I think I he thought- should do it. when if, if we do lose again this year, Go to the freaking front office, be, be the guy, be the star of Philadelphia that you are, and tell him, get this man the fuck out of here. Get him out of here. He's a bum. He's a bum. But that's what needs to happen, to be honest. Or, yeah, we could lose We could lose him. But, yeah, they really screwed up with trying to make this whole Kobe and Shaq thing um, with, with Ben Simmons and Embiid. Trying to make that happen, it didn't happen. You can never make another Shaq and Kobe kind of duo. It just is not recreatable. It isn't. Well, I mean, hey, like, I, I say we surround them with talent, but also have depth on the bench because we have, what, six, seven guys that play constantly every single game, and they get tired. So if we add depth to our bench – I feel like we'll see more yields of, of, of our wins than just relying on Joel Embiid. Obviously, I'm getting tired of this conversation. I'm going to be perfectly honest. We have this conversation every year, year in, year out. We need a three-point guy. We need to add depth to the bench. Our front office refuses to do it, and we're just never going to win. Like, no. I feel like we've been having this conversation for how many years now? Like, let's just be honest. He ain't fucking wrong. I mean, it's, at this point, he's not wrong. Like, it's just it's, I did think that when I was making the graphic today, in all seriousness, I was like, it feels like all the time, and this is what we'll leave it off with for the Sixers, we're just fucking going in a repeating cycle and a repeating circle of saying the same shit over and over again. And it's fucking getting mentally exhausting as a fan because it's like, oh, well, we got to do this, this, and this. And then it doesn't happen. So we, it's went like, freaking, Tom, we went through freaking hell when the freaking frickin 12 wins, man. It was annoying. Tom shit. makes a good point. Why even talk about it? But let's talk about one of the uh, upbeat things, Tom. We get this new defensive coordinator. Are you a fan of the guy? What are you thinking so far? Like, I haven't heard anything bad about him. So that's a good, like, for a sports radio town that 
generally wants to be negative first reaction. That's a good sign. Um, but I really don't know that much about him. Like, I feel like he was kind of like an underling to someone all the time. So, uh, at this point, uh, I hope he turns out well. It seems like he, like he was primed to be a head coach, kind of want a head coaching job anywhere. Um, so a defense, a solid defensive coordinator. It's going to be where he's at. I did see some stats today, though, that his defenses were ranked in like the, like usually somewhere between 20 and 22. Um, but I don't think that has anything to do with him. Cause if you look at one, the quality of players he had in those years with both, uh, Seattle and Chicago wasn't great. Plus he had to do more than just one job. Like he, it was defensive coordinator and assistant head coach, defensive coordinator and quality control coach. Like he was having to do multiple roles in Philly. He's only going to have one role. And I think that's, what's going to set him up for better success. And he actually has quality players here too. So. Yeah, no, I like this guy. Um, I mean, he came from Seattle and Pete Carroll swore by him and Pete Carroll's, I mean, top 10, head coaches in the NFL. Um, I think this has got a good decision. Um, I was actually listening to, granted, if you guys want to believe him or not, Emmanuel Acho, he was raving, raving, raving about uh, Sean Desai and how good of a coach he was. So I think this is a step up from Jonathan Gannon with 1,000%. Um, I think he actually has a scheme, yep. unlike Jonathan Gannon. Yep, yep. And I think we're going to be surprised on what we can do like, like Tommy said, we have quality guys on our defense right now, and he's hasn't had those quality guys in his past, you know, career. Uh, so I think if, if everything goes well, I think this is going to be a good fit for him, and I think our defense is going to be very, very good this year, one thousand percent. Yeah, I think with Sean Desai, um, I mean, I listened to some of his art, like the audio takes that they had on the radio as well. Um, he seems like a very energetic guy, um, very. Um, yeah, just very energetic, very like like excited. I mean, when when players obviously um, make great plays, um, but he's a big play kind of guy. And I think honestly, yeah, you give him a great defense like the Eagles have because I mean, you got to realize the Eagles do have a, a really good defense. I mean, obviously they 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 obviously didn't produce in the second half of the Super Bowl, but yeah, they can. I mean, with the scheme, think of how dangerous this defense can be. Oh my God, it would be insane. So I'm excited to see what he can do, and uh, I think he's got some. Uh, he's got his hands full, though. He's got his hands full. And also, Dalton and I saw at the bar tonight. Um, do you think he's gonna have any any like pull on the draft this year? You know what I mean. Maybe get us a maybe get us another corner. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, Sean, Sean, to Sean, Sean. What are you thinking? Um, I really, honestly, don't know much about Sean Desai, but. Um, I feel like, I mean, from what other people were saying, it's a good hire. Um, and, I mean, he can't be much worse than Jonathan Gannon, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's there, true. Like, there. Um, and I do like the offensive coordinator uh, move uh, by hiring um, Brian, Brian Robinson into yeah. that. Um, you know, he's, he's, he seems like he's a good coach. He's been in the, with the Eagles for a while, and he knows Jalen Hurts personally, so. Um, I feel like they would have a good connection and um, with playing, uh, I mean, calling plays and stuff like that. So I feel like, 
Yeah, the, they're both good hires. I really do. Um, and, you know, the defense, uh, they're going to have a top five defense in the league again. But there's a lot of holes to fill. We'll, we'll see how it plays out for next season. I think it's going to be a good move. And KJ brought up a really good point that decides young. And he's energetic, and that's what this defense needs. They need energy. They need, you know, guys that are young, relatable, um, but also are knowledgeable. And I've heard a lot of people, like Jack have said, saying that he's one of the most brilliant defensive minds in football right now. So for the Eagles to be able to bring this guy in, and one of the biggest hidden secrets, I think, to him is he coached at Temple. And you know who went to Temple on our team? Son Reddick. So – I just think that there's going to be different levels to this. And like everybody keeps saying, he's going to be a million times better than Jonathan Gannon. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I think that Seattle has a really good defensive mindset. Uh, They have a good program. They've had a good program for the past decade over there. And uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring learning from Pete Carroll to Philadelphia. Um, Because a lot of guys are saying that C.J. Gardner-Johnson – is going to, you know, get a whole new role, a whole new revamped um, look in this defense for, you know, what he's going to be able to do when the Eagles re-sign him. Um, Some guys even, you know, comparing him to Ed Reed already in his role of what he's going to do here. Not, you know, in the way he plays, but in his role. As we all know, me being a rugby guy, the Seahawks are the only team that adapted the rugby style of tackling. Um, And that was also – Pete Carroll bring that in and also Sean Desai. And, you know, we missed a lot of tackles, you know, last season that should have been tapped. Like we should have tackled them. And I think bringing that mindset to our defense, our great defense we have now, I think we shouldn't be missing that many tackles anymore. Well, tidbit. I agree with, I agree with that totally because, you know, the Eagles defense is always going to hit hard. Um, they always, they're a hard-hitting defense, and that's how Philly is just in general. Like, if you're going to stand up, we're going to put you down. Really, that's just the mindset of Philadelphia. Um, and going backwards on the side, um, I think a good additional piece that you could make for a low contract, not even a contract, just like a one-year, maybe like $3 million, some, something like that, like a very small type of deal, Bobby Wagner. He's a veteran, and he would also match up with uh, Sean Desai very, very good because he coached him. So um, that's why I feel like, I mean, that's a good additional piece that you could, and he could give input on um, our linebackers and stuff like that um, for next season. That's why I feel like Bobby Wagner could be a good additional piece. No, I think so. I think that that's a good one. Um, And then moving on to our next topic, and Sean, I'll let you take this first. You talked about it earlier. Bijan Robinson, baby, letting Miles Sanders walk, bringing in the young man. The future's now, old man. Are we kicking Miles Sanders to the curb? Why so? Um, my opinion. Uh, so Miles Sanders is what twenty five years old now, or something 25. like that. Yeah, uh, twenty five. Twenty. Oh, uh, oh, it says it right, literally right there. Um, but anyways, so I've. It's it's sad to see Miles Sanders go because he just had a his best season of his career um just uh, last season but like uh jack was saying it's the most recyclable position in the nfl and i feel like it is time to move on because you know he's gonna want a big contract and the eagles can't afford to sign him and they're not gonna franchise tag him because they're gonna use that franchise tag 
either on CJ Garner Johnson or uh, yeah, CJ Garner Johnson. I mean, if they can't uh, make a deal with him. So um, I do like Bijan Robinson a lot, um, just like Dalton does too. Um, but I feel like with this upcoming draft um, at 10, you kind of have to take a cornerback if you don't sign, re, uh, resign Bradbury. Um, so I'm interested to see like what they're going to do. And then if um, there's J- Jameer uh, Gibbs out of Alabama, the uh, running back there, if he falls to 30, I feel like you have to take him right then and there. Um, Bijan Robinson, he'll be in the top mm, 10 or so, I would say, or maybe top 15. Um, but, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with their picks. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they um, trade back, um, just get rid of the 10th overall and just get more picks, you know? Yeah, I think with I think with the um, with Miles Sanders, I think it's it's unfortunate. I mean, we all wanted to see him succeed in Philly. Uh, I mean, him being from Penn State and then being from the uh, the worst part of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh or Schittsburgh, as people. Like I mean, you can't not say that he didn't succeed in Philly, oh, though. He, in all fairness, after I this mean, year, you know what I mean. We just had a kind of a, it was a rocky road. I think is fair yeah. to say, right? I mean, he's one of the first running backs since Shady McCoy to have a thousand yard season. So yeah. um, he had a great season. He did great. I know that he recently had a tweet saying, "Hey, Howie, please don't uh, don't get rid of me. I want to stay here." I think he's actually happy here, but I think he's starting to realize, like, oh crap, like I might actually be in jeopardy right now like i might have to go somewhere else um maybe he goes to the broncos or something but yeah i think i i think Bijan robinson would be great in this offense uh i've seen his highlights he's insane and i think behind the eagles offensive line oh my god the guy would just he would strive for greatness i mean that would be amazing so yeah and going back on that it's very 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 sad to see miles sanders walk like it definitely is and he does want to stay in Philly, but this is what happens. They want to stay at somewhere for the rest of their career, but then they don't want to get lowballed with their price. You know, they're going to want a lot of money and he, and Miles Sanders deserves a lot of money, but the Eagles unfortunately can't pay him. Um, but yeah, Bijan Robinson, I feel like he's a great, great piece that you could add to this team and a good complimentary piece to Gainwell because Gainwell's a power back slash high. He's like a hybrid. He's fast and he's like, and he hits hard. He, he runs hard, but with B. John Robinson, he, that would be a very, very good complimentary piece to add uh, to this offense. I'm going to completely right. disagree with Dalton Sean here. And here's why. Hey, there's a lot of decent running backs that are coming into this draft, and it's a saturated free agency market. It Plus, Kenny Gainwell actually showed up in the playoffs, unlike Miles Sanders. I trust Kenny Gainwell to be my playoff running back number one over Miles Sanders. My, my, Kenny Gainwell could rush for over 100 yards, whereas Miles Sanders was fumbling the ball. Uh, I want Kenny Gainwell to be my number one running back at um uh at come playoff time. Hey, I don't think they need to go out spend a first round pick on a running back. We keep saying they're disposable, they're a dime a dozen and and you can get a good veteran in in free agency. You get like a Leonard Fournette, you could get it uh, uh I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name from the Buffalo Bills. You go get him. Singletary. 
Yeah, Singletary. I believe he's a free agent this year. Here too. There's plenty of guys. Plus, because of how saturated the market is, let's say he he, he still doesn't have a spot come um, uh, training camp. You you get to sign them cheap because clearly the market wasn't his, and the market's really for the birds. It's in the it's in it's a it's more of a buyer's market than a seller's market right now in terms of the running back free agency market. So I think you guys would be uh, paying a premium when you could easily be getting a discount on something. I hear that. That's a good point. Um, now that actually helps us transition into our next topic where. We do have certain players that um, I don't know if we would have to pay them a premium, but we would definitely have to do a lot of convincing to get them to come back. Um, and that's, you know, I, this guy's got money. He's got good looks. He's got three amazing kids. Does he need anything else? What does he need? He needs one more of these, baby. He needs one more ring. Tommy, you think Jason Kelsey's coming back this year? I mean, I love crossing broad looking into this. Uh, eight pounds, five ounces, 58, Super Bowl 58, first name Bennett, Stetson, won this national championship, Jason Kelsey looking for a second title, this is his third baby, he's going to his third Super, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, looking obviously too far into it, but do you think he's coming back in your gut feeling? I think there's a better, so I thought he was going to retire last season. This season, I think if we had won a Super Bowl, I I would be looking at you right now and saying he's gone. Yeah, we didn't, and the way he talked after the Super Bowl, it seemed like he was pissed off. Oh yeah, like he's a hungry dog. He can run oh, faster, oh. Dutch. I think he's coming back without a shred of a doubt. He's coming back because the one bowl ain't gonna fill this dog's hunger. And he coming back for a second bowl. And not to mention, you know, uh, on the podcast, the New Heights podcast with uh, the Kelseys, um, they invited their mom on the podcast the one night. And they actually play next season in Kansas City. And I feel like they're going to want that rematch. I feel like they're going to want that rematch. It's not a Super Bowl, though. That's yeah, it's not, not a Super Bowl. Bowl. It's not a Super Bowl. But if we win that game, I'm going to be I'm going to be honestly pissed because I could have won the Super hear Bowl. Hear me out. Bad. Hear me out. Like Sean said, I listened to the New Heights podcast, right? And one of the first episodes is when we begin the season. Jason Travis asked Jason, "Hey, do you think you're going to be, you know, here after the season?" And he said if he feels healthy enough and hasn't had major injuries after this season, he's going to be playing another another two seasons. So I think this guy played a great season. He's been healthy, and I think he's going to be back in the, in the, in the offseason. And it's going to be his last season. It's going to be his last ride. We're going to win the Super Bowl, and then he's going to retire. I think this guy is not satisfied with what had happened even though he's been humble about it, um, I don't think he's satisfied with how that game ended, and I think he wants that revenge. Before we cut it off, before we cut it off, I'm in the TikTok right now, and there's this one guy, Chad or Rel or whatever. He has like 500,000-some followers on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Chad, yeah. He, yeah, he just – Chatterall. It's Chatterall, yeah, it's like Adderall. Adderall. That fucking bum just said, 
LA cheesesteaks are better than Philly. Yeah, he says that. Yeah, yeah dude, he does that all the time. He tries he's to not a bum. He's, not a, he's not a bum. He's a he's actually a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, he might a be bum. a great guy, but he's wrong in the cheesesteak market. He is wrong. He needs to make a trip to, to <laughs> Philly. And you know what? Our Uncle Tony will show him what a good cheesesteak is. You know what? Yeah, so come to Philly. Uncle Tony will show you what a freaking good cheesesteak is. Right. I mean, that's that's all we got for you. Except you for proud one more thing. I mean, Jack Jack already gave out the answer, like he said, but we'll bring it back one more time. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Again, thank you, Fantasy Football Network, for that sponsor. The question we have tonight was, how many NFL teams did former Eagle John Dornbos play for in his 15-season career? And it was three, as I kind of hinted to it. And the three te- the three teams were obviously the Eagles. Okay. Bills. And it was the Bills. Saints. Saints. Rams. Bills. And then last but not least, the Titans. Oh! No, he played one game for the Saints. Yeah, but it wasn't on the it wasn't on the book. So why is it on the book? It's one game. The book is Bible. The book is Bible, technically. The Bible is flawed, too, scientifically. Yeah, yeah. Right. Scientifically. <laughs> and scientifically. And so, and so, anyway. And so historically and scientifically, his book is also flawed. Anyway. All right, thank you, Dr. Ballpark. Anything else? But, Josh, you're rude. It is an outro, not an intro. That's my, my line. Dalton, please hit that outro. outro. Thank you